I got in the elevator the other day and it smelled like breath. Breath? What do you mean? You know what I mean. You know, like, bre- like not that bad of breath, but you know, just breath. Like somebody's breath. Oh, yeah. Like before it gets all the way to bad, it's not minty fresh breath, but it's uh, not like halitosis style. Oh, yeah. Like just woke up and kind of like, uh. And the whole elevator smells like breath. Okay. The elevator has a different smell every day. Sometimes it smells delicious like eucalyptus. Like someone just like came out from a spa. And then sometimes it smells like liquor and cigarettes. Yeah. That's one guy we work with. <laughs> <laughs> boozing and smoking well, on the I job. I think a lot of people, yeah, like there's obviously smokers there too, but it's like, oh, someone had a night last night and I can right. smell it in the elevator and they probably got into it half an hour ago kind of thing. That is, the, do you know about an elevator pitch? Do you know what that is? Yeah, I, ju- I just learned about that. Oh, really? I was, yeah, so it's like you can talk and the time it takes to, yeah, take an elevator. Yeah. Where did you learn about it? Um. Oh, shoot. I honestly can't remember, but I was in a meeting of sorts, and people were like, mm. like, like an elevator pitch, and I was like, what's that? And everyone's like, oh my god, you're so dumb. <laughs> and and uh, I learned that day, and it was this year. Oh, really? Yeah, it was this year, yeah. That's awesome. I think I probably learned it in school, but I just didn't pay attention in school, so. I never learned it in school. We went to the same school. I never learned it. You didn't? It. Okay, no. so then, yeah, no. But it is an important thing, the elevator pitch. But here's my new idea, is that, you know, there should be like a time in the elevator like um, like job interviews, mm-hmm. you should at the end the boss should be like, okay, great, thanks for coming in, and then let the person go down in the elevator, and then they take that same elevator and get the smell because all that person's like vibe for some reason the elevator just captures it, yeah, and holds it in this little up and down box. That's true. Isn't that a weird thing about yeah. elevators? Well, as soon as you like someone walks into the elevator with you, you immediately like pick up their energy. You know what I mean? That's true as well. Yeah. Like, as soon as you're in there, like, bad vibes, good vibes, or just like, oh, I'm not going to talk to this person, or I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You have a very, like, open sort of feeling about you, you know? I know. Okay, this is my New Year's resolution, four weeks into the New Year, is that Mm -hmm. I'm going to try, because usually when people get on the elevator with me, I just like, hup, hup, mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then I try and... Do you ever do this thing which, like, without really pointing at it, you just start showing someone that you've got your phones in? Oh. Right? It's like, uh, it's like, so, like, weirdly, you don't move anything, but your whole body is just like, look, see, look it. I'm not talking to you. Oh. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I have earbuds. I do that, except I don't wear earbuds. <laughs> just exude like, that. No. <laughs> that's no. a good, that's like the human porcupine <laughs> mode. I usually just like grab for my things in my pockets immediately. Like, like yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like look in my purse for nothing. Or like, ah, like we're stuck here together. We're both, uh, do we talk, do we not? So I'm just going to mm, use my hands to... Pretend I'm doing something else. Okay, this yeah. is the resolution I wanted from now on. Look the person right in the eye and just be like, Hey, how are you? Welcome to the elevator. That's really nice. Maybe not welcome that. Welcome to the elevator. Maybe not welcome to the elevator, Hello. but just like a hi and some <laughs> eye contact. But then I don't want to make it weird and be like, then how, Tell me about your you life. Do a small talk because it, you don't have enough no. time to do a small talk. No That's small the talk. thing about the elevator. It's like, okay, yeah. like, what are you doing today? Cool, going to work. Why are you going up uh, off of the ground? <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. What? brings you here (laughs) the other thing that we don't really talk about this week on the show weirdly it's not in this podcast Mm. is the biggest news in victoria right now and in british columbia this huge corruption scandal oh yeah at the legislature where these guys who worked in our government yeah were just like using all this taxpayer money for extravagant ridiculous things magazine subscriptions 
I, Dude, what the fuck are you doing with a magazine in 2019? Stop that. Pay I for get, a magazine. I get if you worked at like a hairstyling place, so you'd have to have a few <laughs> magazine subscriptions and that would come off of your overall budget. Sure. I get that. But in the legislature in your own office, why do you need yacht magazines and like life magazines? And then what were there? there were some other ones that were just like, well, wait, why? And also, how much are magazine subscriptions oh i don't days. know whatever it is, is this, that was a small thing that if was it, like a small thing but there were so many subscriptions you're like right. why do you need why do you need all these did they just forget to cancel them <laughs> I, they just wanted it it's yeah. one of it's like yeah it was personal interest stuff is what i remember yeah. um and then uh well the one now i did actually have a moment of uh feeling for the guy because he racked up a ton of apple products <laughs> and i was like Art, our newsman, was telling me this, and he's he's like very sensitive to like government corruption. Oh yeah, and he's like, uh, can you believe that? Look at what he did. He bought an Apple TV. Why, why does he need that? A new iPhone, iPad. Look at all this stuff. And immediately I switched. And I was like, maybe he needs them. <laughs> maybe he <laughs> needs them like, for that, work. The, the subscriptions I didn't care so much about, but it was the Apple products where I was like, never once have I been like, I need an Apple TV at work. Uh, Even with headphones, which we use every single day, yes. th- he paid five hundred dollars for a pair of headphones. We do not even get close to that amount. That is outrageous. Like yeah. hundred bucks tops. Uh, yeah, yeah. You and I bought the same pair of headphones, and they were eighty dollars. And we had to fight to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because we were so broke. <laughs> yes, we don't want to pay for our own headphones. Yeah, I know it's true. Okay, so if you were going to be a corrupt government official, yeah, what would you spend all the money on? A yacht. That's a bit much. I don't like. That's the first Find thing they're gonna see. a yacht see. subscription magazine. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, no. I don't know. Well, you would have to do a whole bunch of little things so you don't notice. Mm. Like that's why I think it all added up. It was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of just these little things that yeah. added up. That you're like, wait, you don't use that for work. You don't use that for work. Why do you need an Apple, two Apple TVs, and an iPhone and an iPhone case? Right. <sighs> Yeah, it'd probably be headphones, <laughs> like a nice pair of headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know yours. Oh, what is it? Furniture. Yeah, I was actually thinking that. Mm-hmm. I've actually taken... Okay, here's confession time. Oh, boy. I. Well, I didn't take. I just... <laughs> there was some art in the in the studio that when we were doing renovations, it came down and I was like, yo, whose is this? And then Bossman was like, I think it's mine, but... Why? And I was like, I'll take it. And he was like, okay, have it. So I kind of took something from the station, but I asked for it. You love feathering your nest. Like, I love. Love it. Love furniture. I love decor. I love that stuff. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll be an interior designer. So imagine you've got a government office now. Oh, my God. Right? You would. You would feather it. Like, you would have the most plush, like, $2,000 leather love seats and couches and, like, all this extreme art and everything on the wall. Right? Like, don't you think? Maybe, yeah. Your office would be luxe, and you would write it all off and be like, well, I need this when dignitaries come. (laughs) But it would be extravagant. And then you would just, yeah, do what he did and just get Apple products galore. Apple stuff. (laughs) And I would make the case that I needed it. And then I would travel. And you know where I would travel to? Where? Malta. Oh, why Malta? Because, exactly, why Malta? Oh. Because Malta sounds like a place where government stuff does go down, like official meetings are happening there. Yeah. But I think it's just like a beach vacation. All right, Malta, sign me up. We got to go there for work. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's my plan for corruption.
Uh, <laughs> one day, hopefully, we'll be corrupt, Jenny. <laughs> we can only dream. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll be uh, back again maybe next week, too. <laughs> Should I'm be. I'm off on Wednesday, so, That's so okay. we only have a couple days together. Oh, really? Again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll make the most of those days. Thank you for listening. Big shout outs to those zoners. And um, they were next level. I'm going to call them zonerinos. Yeah. Who came up to us at Dine Around last night. Um, do you remember their names? I don't. They were the sweetest, nicest couple. Um, the young lady like moved to a place. Prince, point, point, Prince Albert. Point, Port Prince, Hardy. Point Port, Hardy. Yeah. Prince a place. Al- she Port Alberni. Point, point Rain for Prince. <laughs> she was moved somewhere and then... She listened to us while she was there, and she like just loves the pod. Yeah, and I was like, and they were like cool. You know when like people come up to us and they're like they're cool people, and you're like, yeah. oh, thank you God for listening because mostly it's like we get just get texted by gargoyles all day long. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> right? But like it's so cool when cool people. And so if you're listening and you're cool, thank God for oh, you. Oh, you're God so bless cool. You. Love you. Tell all your cool friends. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nice to see ya. Oh my god, it's so glad to be back in the afternoon zone. Yeah, how is how is Jason? Great. J- Jason's great. You know, Jason's Jason. <laughs> what that That's what you say when you don't want to say Jason's Jason. bad about Aww. somebody. No, I love Jason. It would have been an much. honor to work with him for a week. Yeah, so Jason nice. is Jason. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, reading up about uh, some new features that are coming to Spotify. Uh, apparently, you're going to be able to block different artists from your account, so it won't come up in any of the playlists. Like you can just completely block them off your phone, right? Which is interesting. Um, and it got me thinking about like what songs or what artists I would block right. from Spotify. What would you? Uh, it's a long list. <laughs> you don't I say. can't say. I can't. No, I can't right. say. How about mm-hmm. you? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, this uh, function, uh, you know, is going to have a lot of different uh, meaning for a lot of different people. Yes. It's just like, oh, I don't care for this person's art, music, and right. I don't want to hear them, and that's a wonderful thing. But um, no, also this comes from a place of like even as far back as last summer, these streaming music services have this problem now where they're like they have got R. Kelly and these other very problematic artists, mm. and they're like, do we pull these artists off of our streaming service? But other people do want to hear it. Other people, it's that whole argument and conversation. Do you separate you, the artist from the art? Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. So they didn't know what to do. They pulled R. Kelly down. Then there was right. backlash about that. So they put him back up and they're like, blah, blah, blah. So this now is great because it puts the power in your hand as a listener. Yeah, so you get to decide who you want to support and what you want to consume as a listener. And right. I also think that this is great because music brings things out of people. And I was thinking of like some yeah. of the artists of like previous relationships that really had like a meaning during that time that I just don't want to listen to because it reminds me of say like an ex or a bad part of my yep. life you know you can block those out which you is pretty wanna, cool you want an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind them out of your <laughs> playlist yeah yeah but it got me thinking like if you could choose what you did not want to listen to into like a blocked list on the radio mm-hmm. what artists would you never want to hear us play <laughs> I'm curious to know Getting a lot of like surprising answers. Yeah, right? some surprising ones. I mean, there's a lot of Nickelback coming through, but we don't play Nickelback. We so you're welcome. It. We did it. Yeah, yeah, we've done it. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. So, but yeah, keep that stuff coming. We really want to, mm-hmm. um, yeah, have a little schadenfreude chuckle at what people <laughs> say. <laughs> this is really just for us. <laughs> <laughs> I find that a lot of them are um, politically charged as well. Ones who support certain politics and stuff like that, they would block from their Spotify so they're not supporting them right. too. 
that's kind of where this Spotify thing comes from. It's yeah. like there's problematic artists and rather than just wipe them clean from their service, uh, letting people make those individual choices, which I think is probably the good way to handle that. Yeah. Christina writes too, though. She says, uh, I would want to block Kanye West because of a conne- his connection to Trump. Oh. Same with Kid Rock and any Trump fan artists. Hey-o. Plain and simple. And I would also want to block R. Kelly and any gun-loving uh, country artists. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can take a stance politically with your music choices. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I ate so much meat last night, Jen. Okay. Oh, my God. I had ribs. I went to Rib Fest in Montana's and just crushed ribs. It was great. Oh, nice. Yearly tradition. Mm-hmm. Get all the boys together, you know. It's for our one friend's birthday. We do it every year. Oh, it's the best. I love ribs. And some of the guys don't get down on the uh, side dishes. They're like, get this cornbread away from oh, me. Oh, I love the cornbread. Love the cornbread. Went with fries this year. What Ooh. a nice thing. Bite of ribs, bite of fries. Yes. Fries are really good. You went and looked at the moon last night, eh? I did, just from my living room. But it was nice that it was clear. Yeah, it was. I wasn't expecting that. It was awesome. It's nice. It looked like a sliced piece of sausage. Yeah. Or like a, a jawbreaker, mm-hmm. a red cherry jawbreaker that's been yeah. sucked on a little bit. Um, I appreciate Everyone's talking about how dumb the name was. I'm glad the name was so dumb. Because I don't think I would have looked at it otherwise. Yeah, it added some hype. You're like, it's ble- It's going to be bleeding? Yeah. There's a wolf involved? Right? Uh, what else? A vampire? Blood? Moon? Some th- yeah, it's like a wolf, it's blood moon. <laughs> so there's a wolf involved. <laughs> a witch. It was super. It had powers. I charged my crystals. Yeah, exactly. It was a yeah, big deal. It was good. It was a good looking moon. Mm-hmm. There's these specs that came out mm-hmm. to Motorola Razor. Is the, they're going to make a new version of the Razer phone. The biggest phone back in like the early 2000s, I guess. Mid-early 2000s. Yeah. That was the hot phone to have. It was. I remember being in elementary. No, I was in high school, I think. Hmm. Or I can't remember. I was in school at some point, And right. all like the cool kids would have the Razer phones. Mm. And everyone would be so jealous. Like, oh, did you hear? Angela got the, the blue Razer, the pink Razer. Yes. And yeah, I never, I never got one. Yeah, no. never did. But I did see a lot of them just break in half. What? <laughs> that was how they broke, was just right in half, yeah. Oh <laughs> I know, same. You know what, at that point, too, I like, uh, f- first I coveted them. Mm. I knew one guy who had it. Check this out. Check out how thin my phone is, he would say. Check out cool. And I'd be like, yeah, cool. And then I felt like overnight pretty much everyone had one, and it was the cool phone. And back then I was like, I don't want to have the same phone as everyone else. <laughs> And now I'm just like, give me the phone that everyone has. Yeah. iPhone forever. Yeah. Um, but so they're making this new one. It actually looks pretty decent. I'm not a fan of these like folding phones where like the screen like bends and creases in half. It looks so ridiculous. But this looks like the Razor when you open it up rather than being like, you know, the top half you know, screen and then the bottom half a keyboard. This is it opens up and the whole thing screen. Yeah, it says um, a physical. So instead of a physical keyboard slash split screen. It has just one big screen yeah. that folds when you close the phone. So the actual <sighs> screen itself folds? I hope it doesn't fold. I hope there's an actual, like, there's a break in the screen, mm. and that's what, like, folds over. Yeah, I just you know what see I mean? it causing a lot of problems, but yeah, I might pick one up. I'm in need of a new phone. Are you? And I never got my Motorola Razor, so now might be the time to live my dreams. Get it. <laughs> okay, well, I was watching you look at uh, new places to live. Looking always, to buy a place? I'm always looking at you know what's going on in real estate. You know, it's a place that's uh, for sale right now that I found. What's up? Um, is uh, I think 
probably one of the most expensive places in Victoria. Whoa. Got to be one of the nicest as well. It's, um, you know, down there it's like Shoal Harbor, that building that's in uh, kind of James Bay. Oh. Right next to Fisherman's, uh, Wharf. Fisherman's Wharf there, yeah. Those places are always beautiful. They're condos, but they're like, you know, $2 million for like a two-bedroom. It's like they're really, really pricey and nice, mm-hmm. luxurious. The penthouse of that place is for sale right now. Nine million dollars. <laughs> Seriously. Whoa. I showed you the listing, right? It's like it's stunning. It's three levels. The whole top level is this like glass solarium or something where you can you have literally like see 360 views of the inner harbor, the outer harbor, all of James Bay, all of downtown. It's so stunning. You're 12 stories up and you just have like the best, nicest views. And it's so luxurious. Remember those, like, nine fireplaces, 12 <laughs> balconies. It's, like, it's so extra. Yeah. The developer of the place uh, designed it for himself. Oh, that makes sense. Right? And it's just, you know, it's, like, it's so nice. Oh, nine nice. million dollars. And clearly that's out of your budget. It's a little bit outside. Yeah, but I was reading an article in the CBC today, and someone's doing something really cool. She's mm. giving away her $1.6 million property. Okay. Uh, this is a 5,000-square-foot, three-bedroom home, which includes a piano room, a wine cellar. It's right by a river as well, Oof. and it's just too big for her. She has an injury, and uh, she can't walk up and down the stairs, so she decided to sell it, but no one is biting. Even though she's lowering the price mm. so low, no yeah. one is biting, and she's like, you know what? What's the deal? I'm just going to give it away, and how she's doing this is uh, you can enter a contest. It's $25 to enter, and you just have to write her a letter and uh she'll go through them and pick her favorite letter uh the thing is though it's in calgary and it's in uh millerville which is a a small little town it's about 1900 people just i mean 40 minutes away from calgary right southwest um but i hope she has some luck she's hoping to get sixty thousand entries and that way it would kind of give her enough money to move out and uh build a new home. What would that work out to? About a million dollars? I don't know. I don't know the map. I looked at the pictures you sent me. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. The house is gorgeous. Like you said, next to a river, which to me, that's a real selling point. I want to live right next to a river. Yeah. That's a, but, and like kind of, you know, it's like a little bit west of Calgary. So foothills of the Rockies Mm -hmm. are your views. It's nice. Yeah. So if you're looking for a new place, looking to buy and you don't mind living in near Calgary. But you know what it's going to win? A sob story. Oh, yeah. If you got a good sob story. Maybe you can make one up, though. (laughs) (laughs) Big news is uh, all the Oscar nominations. I don't really follow the Oscars at all, but, Paul, you are super into them. You have, like, little hosting parties and stuff like that. Yeah. I watched um, all the movies last year, all the Best Picture nominated movies last year. Yeah. Which was was 10 last year. And then when I actually watched the Oscars, it made it that much. You had like skin in the game or teeth in the skin or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. Because you actually cared about, you had opinions about the movies. And uh, so it made the the Oscars themselves a much more enjoyable experience. Totally. I could see that. And they're good movies Mm -hmm. generally, you know. So the Oscar nominations that came out today, you know what I found was that like I had already seen more than half of them. Oh. So I don't know if that means that I'm getting more sophisticated in my movie choices or if it means that the Oscars are dumbing down their <laughs> nominations to appeal to a bonehead mass audience of which oh. I belong. Like Black Panther, a Marvel superhero movie nominated for an Oscar? I never saw it. What? Is it good? It's good, but it's still a Marvel superhero movie where a man in a CGI spandex outfit punches a different one. <laughs> That looks just like him, but is mean for some evil for some reason. Okay. Was the I, plot good? 
Yeah, I guess. It's the same as any Marvel movie, except yeah. it did have a lot of social commentary, which was mm. really, really good. I really, really like that. It did elevate it above most comic book movies for me because it had that social commentary and all that good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. All that representation and all that underlying meaning. But best picture? Are you joking me? Oh, okay. Um. So, yeah. I don't. I liked. I like it. I'm excited to watch the ones I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited for these uh, movies. Yeah, I think I've only seen like two of the movies that have been nominated, which just, is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star Is Born, mm, which were both good. Yeah. Oh, a, and Vice. Vice, Vice was right? good too. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm rooting for those ones because I saw them. I don't know. I heard Bohemian Rhapsody is not that great either, though. Yeah, there's a lot of complaints about it. So I'm excited to watch them. This is a fun thing. This is what I can say to you. If you've whether you've seen all of them or none of them or whatever, watch those movies. Yeah. They are generally great movies, and then you'll actually give a rip and a toot about the Oscars when they're actually on. <laughs> so we were talking about the uh, <laughs> Oscar nominations there, and <laughs> the one thing the reaction that I really loved is you know who got nominated for his very first Oscar ever? Who did? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, the one with the voice. The one with the voice the and the voice. mustache. The voice, yes. Um he was in uh A Star is Born and is really quite good in it. And he finally he's been acting for so long mm-hmm. and finally got an Oscar nomination. Yeah, pretty Im- impressive. I also love in Star is Born uh, that they mentioned his voice. Like you stole my voice. Well, especially because Brad Cooper, if you see that movie, that's all he pretty much does. He's doing a Sam Elliott impression. That's it. Right? Yeah. Through the movie. But you know what? For that one scene, you saw that movie, Star is mm-hmm. Born, right? There's that one scene where Sam Elliott, like uh, Bradley Cooper goes, I wasn't trying to impress Papa. I was trying to impress <laughs> you. Right? And then Sam Elliott's like backing up and crying at the same time. Yes. I've done that. For some reason, that's such a relatable move. The back up and cry at the same time. The looking behind you and crying and trying not to cry. Totally. I was like, give that man the Oscar. Anyways, when Sam Elliott um, was reacting to uh, him finally being uh, nominated for an Oscar, his quote is, it's about effing time. Oh. And so I think every single Sam Elliott fan in the whole world had the same reaction. You have to use so many cuss words. My name is Max Kerman. I am a musician. I sing in the Arkells. Hey, who's this? Hey, this is Paul and Jenny. Hi. Hey, it's Max. How you doing? Hey, Max. How are you, man? Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> having me calling. Uh, <laughs> you are crazy busy. We want to ask you about a million, hundred million things. You got TV shows, and you're signing petitions, and you're doing a lot right now <laughs> on top of being a rock star. Um, but I think we ought to get down to brass tacks, hey? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Um, so please go ahead. That's why you're here. Please uh, oh, announce. Oh, I'm announcing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, okay. Here's the big announcement. Okay. <laughs> People of Vancouver Island in Victoria, uh, we realized after we booked our tour that we'd be in town on Super Bowl Sunday. And I know that's a big you know, day of partying and eating and drinking. And we thought we kind of want to be a part of those festivities. You know, the, the game is kind of in the afternoon, actually, and our show is in the evening. And we thought, what if we throw our own Super Bowl party? We know not that many people are actually interested in Maroon 5. A lot of people were kind of annoyed at that question. <laughs> uh, no, no offense or anything, but we thought, you know what? Let's give uh, the good people of Victoria some real music during the game. And so we're going to throw our own Super Bowl party at Big Bad John. Oh, my God. And uh, we'd like, uh, you know, like you to join us. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is awesome. Um, That's the announcement. Yeah. I, I, love, I love the idea of people going into the Strathcona, watching the game, and then instead of watching the actual halftime, just heading over to BBJs and then watching you guys perform live. I think that's such yeah, a great that's idea. Yeah, kind of the idea. It's going to be a kind of uh, throw-and-go situations. We're just going to you know, grab whatever guitar and percussion and yeah, but, but we've done this before, and it's usually like the best kind of show. Oh, so for we're sure. very excited about it. Um, and Arkell's halftime show makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, am I wrong? Maybe, Max, you can correct me if I am, but didn't they play like a quick, like it was a, a second and a half of an Arkell song on the Super Bowl broadcast last year? Is that right? Yeah, last year they played Knocking at the Door. Yeah. Uh, during during the, uh, sort of a bumper. And they, yeah, they, they played uh, Knocking during the uh, conference final as well. So yeah, we, we've got our fair share of. Uh, sports montages uh, in, in our career. And we like them because yeah. we're big sports fans. Yeah. And and I mean, yeah, just looking back on all the other kind of, you guys have become like the Canadian sports like anthem band <laughs> um, with the Canadian like Olympics as well, heading over to yeah. party with all the Olympians. That must have been pretty incredible as well. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's always cool, you know, to see where your songs end up, mm-hmm. you know, in, in other people's lives. And we've had some songs, you know, uh, be people's first dances at their wedding. Nice. And, we, and d- during the summertime, we get about like four or five emails a week with like video of people <laughs> dancing to our songs at their first dance, which is always really cool. And then, yeah, sometimes it ends up at the Olympic games and we get to go play. So it's, uh, it's, it's all fun. That's so good. I hope the NFL is cutting you nice big yeah. checks for that <laughs> one and a half second of uh, knocking at the door. Yeah, judging by the reputation, probably not. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, uh, we won't keep you for too much longer because we're excited to just have you come and uh, we can chat over. I'm sure we'll watch a little bit of the game together. Uh, okay, one real quick. Who do you take in this uh, Super Bowl? Oh, you know, I watched the, uh, the, the Pats game, yeah. and I'm rooting for, you know, everyone hates the Pats. For some reason, I kind of like the Pats. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to scoff at that. But uh, I, was, I was thinking, I was like, man, I've been watching some version of Tom Brady uh, trying <laughs> to score in the last two minutes of a game to win for, the, like, since, for as long as I can remember. It's yeah. like since I was like 14 or something. You know, it's, it's, it's been going on for like literally 20 straight years. Yeah. You turn on the TV in uh, you know, early January, and uh, there's a good chance Tom Brady is going to be marching down the field. So I, I respect that. He's, he's a good-looking dude. And easy <laughs> on the eyes. It's, it's kind of fun to just watch a dynasty happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I get I'm that. into it. Yeah, totally. Um, the other thing I want to ask you is, like, between this and I mentioned off the top, like, all the extracurricular or what feel like extracurricular projects you got going on, you know, you know, it's like this is a kind of a pop-up. You popped up a show when you were here for Canada Day a couple of years ago. To wrap everything up, Max, I just want to be like, why? <laughs> why? Why are you doing this? Why so much? Why? That is, you, that's a good question. You know, for us, it's like we we like to get the most bang for our buck when we're in town. It's yeah. us, like Victoria feels like a, like you know somewhere kind of far away from where we live, and you know we haven't been there for over a year and a half. So we think, hey, we only got one day in town. We should try to make the most of it. Another thing is that it's truly fun. You know, it's it's like it's not like anybody's making us do like a math test or something. It's, <laughs> it's like we literally get to go like go hang out and play our songs and people sing them back to us. Like it's a pretty pretty good gig. And I, you know, for me, um, I I tend to surround myself with with go getters and people who who really like and enjoy the work. And you know, we tour with Frank Turner, uh, who's one of our, our favorite you know songwriters from the UK. Mm. And Frank makes me feel like a very lazy guy. Like <laughs> if you think we're busy, Frank is doing like four in stores. He's playing a three hour show, and then he's DJing afterwards. <laughs> and he's writing a novel in between. Like I'm not even kidding. 
So, wow. you know, it's uh, I, I never feel like we're pushing that hard when, when you think of all the other eager beavers out there. Yeah. Um, I also love that you're kind of giving back with this tour that you're doing because you're playing February 3rd at the Salem Foods Memorial Center, but $1 uh, goes to a charity of your choice. What Do you want to talk about uh, the Canadian Council for Refugees and why you decided yeah, to give sure. back? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so Plus One is an organization that uh, started this idea. It started by Arcade Fire, and it's a very simple idea. Let's throw a dollar on top of every ticket, and they can go to a, a cause that we'll, you know we care about. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there is a refugee crisis in the world right now, and for us, it's really simply a matter of just putting ourselves in the shoes of of somebody in that situation and recognizing how hard it would be to move to a new country where you maybe don't speak the language. Yeah. And I and I think it's important to shine a light on an organization. Uh, like CCR that does a lot of the heavy lifting to help these people, you know, adjust to a new life in Canada. Like, you know, for instance, like when we went to Korea, uh, you know, we had a chaperone and we had everything taken care of. It was the most sort of like guided tour ever. And I was still lost and I couldn't pay for anything. And I was generally confused. So I put myself in the you know, shoes of somebody else who doesn't have much money or resources. And you go, okay, it's, it's on, it's on us to, you know, to give back. And, you know, we feel so lucky to, to be born into the privilege that we have in a country like Canada. And, you know, this, this is the least we can do for someone who's been through a lot. That's awesome. I'm glad you're doing that. That's pretty incredible. And thank you for, you know, adding that extra little uh, community touch to your tour, which is at a huge arena, having this sort of like intimate show with you guys will be so much fun. I think zoners will really appreciate it as well. So thank you for all that you do. Oh, thank you. you know, thanks so much for all the love and support over the years. Yeah, we, we have such a good time, uh, so many good memories in Victoria, from Sugar Nightclub to, you know, Rock the Shores up the road and mm-hmm. playing Canada today. You know, we feel like we have um, a real bond. So we're, we're, we're so stoked to be back. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to help with the announcement. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to just fill that room with zoners, and it'll be a, a fun weekend for sure. Yeah, let's do it. Woo! <laughs> all right. Thanks we'll, so much. We'll see you there, Max. The Fire Festival documentary is now out on Netflix. I haven't seen it, but you saw it, Paul? Yeah, it was a weird feeling I had last night. I think that our radar love connections were getting crossed. For some reason, I was in bed. I was choosing what to watch, and I was like, I had a weird premonition. I was like, I think Jenny's going to be watching the Firefest documentary. I should watch it, and then we're going to talk about it. But you know what happens? I think we got our wires crossed. Dylan was watching it. Oh, it was Dylan, not Jenny. So I was having my, like, moment of uh, mental connection with Dylan instead of you. We always get mixed up. Whoopsie-doo. Oops. Uh, Great documentary, though. Oh. You should go home and, as homework, watch it tonight. It's unbelievable. Knowing what, like, tiny amount... We know from um, like of like just going to music festivals and mm-hmm. having a little bit of like a back scenes and like what it all takes to put on a music festival because our friends do that here in town yeah. was really neat. But like, okay, if you just have been to a music festival and have that perspective, it's insane to watch. Oh god, how badly. Well, number one, like how ambitiously they tried to do this. Yeah, but then like how badly they fluffed it up and could not even come close. It's almost like a lesson about social media. What you see on social media isn't always as it seems in real life. So, for example, we all saw those Instagram posts and, Mm -hmm. like, the branding behind We're like, wow, this is extravagant. Did you see those posts? I did. You did? I did. I remember seeing them and, um, and then hearing that it was just an absolute 
just catastrophe. <laughs> I never heard about it until it was a catastrophe. So mm-hmm. I guess I don't follow the right influencers or whatever. But that was probably the best part of the movie. They talked about how much they built it up, what goes into orchestrating and pulling off that good of a social media and a, like a viral marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, paying Kylie Jenner $250,000 for yeah. one post. They did all these things, flew out all these supermodels, made all this content, marketed, marketed, marketed. And then this kid with 400 followers on Instagram posts a picture of the cheese sandwich that he got instead of the like, you know, high end sushi that he was promised. Mm -hmm. And that's what brought it all down. Wow. It was just that. Oh, I'm so excited to see it now. It's good. Yeah. So there's um, new stuff coming out today that the uh, finance minister says that Trudeau uh, is looking to make uh, housing more affordable for millennials. Okay. It's it's going to be a major campaign issue, you can imagine, in October. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, uh, Jagmeet Singh from the NDP proposed he wants to do 500,000 new affordable housing units across Canada over the next 10 years. Um, and they're all agreeing that helping millennials get into the housing market is a big priority. Well, that's good. But I don't have any, like, I don't have any hope. I don't. You know what? Even affordable is like, no, it's not affordable. Maybe if you go somewhere outside of, you know, the coast and you can go like inland in, sure. in Canada, that would be okay. Like, yes. But if you want to live in Victoria or Vancouver or this side in BC, I don't, I don't know what affordable is. I have never known. And I feel yeah. like as a millennial, you really have to rely on having rich family members. And I don't. And I just don't, I don't see ever being able to buy a house. So I what- don't know. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay, but it's just it's just the reality of it. I know. Like it's not what, even in what, my plans. Really? Yeah, no. What you need is Uncle Jug me to like cut you a check for a down payment. Yes! No, I know, I know. Five hundred thousand <laughs> affordable housing units. I don't know what yeah, what that looks like, what that is, what's affordable. But still what? Like, like, uh, like oh three hundred thousand dollars for a one bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's affordable ish. Okay, now where's your $60,000 for your uh, 20% down payment? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Jugmeat, please write some checks. Yeah, well, I, I do appreciate the effort, though. I really do. And I do hope it works out, but I'm hopeless. <laughs> so the new Canada Food Guide came out. Uh, they updated it. It was definitely in need of an update. <sighs> um, I know Dylan and Jason talked about it this morning and posted about it, but uh, I want to talk about it, too, because this is exciting. Uh, The guide is now an actual photo of all the food you should eat instead of the cartoon little pyramid thing. Right. And it's all presented on a beautiful plate. It makes me want to eat all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, They're saying that you should have plenty of vegetables and fruits. You should eat protein foods, choose whole grain foods, and make water your drink of choice. So it's definitely a a simpler, more simplified uh, food guide from before. Totally. Well, it's interesting... What it does here, because there was a report a little a couple of days ago that said, like, uh, we all ought to be eating way, way, way less meat and mm-hmm. replace that with, like, plant-based proteins. Mm-hmm. So this kind of backs that up and by showing that, like, there's no meat on this plate. Or there is meat, but it doesn't say eat meat. It just says Protein. proteins. Mm-hmm. Um, choose a whole grain foods. Water. You know, the thing that it chops out of here is like dairy stuff. I don't see any cheese or no, milk there's, or anything on here. There's a little bit of yogurt in the protein area. I think that's what that is. I don't know. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. But, so dairy farmers I know have already been like chapped about this. Oh, of course. Um, And the thing that's great and totally different from how you said you were growing up is yeah. like 
it used to be that fruit juices mm-hmm. were a part of this. It was like it counted as a fruit serving. Yeah, and now they're saying just limit foods with high sodium, sugars, or saturated fats, just it, leaving it all out. If you know anything about like trying to cut out sugar from your diet, those any fruit juices, orange juice, that like staple, that thing when you picture like a healthy breakfast has yeah. got delicious orange juice and that stuff is so laden with sugar. Not only the like the fructose, the natural sugars that come in the fruit itself, but then they like dump a bunch of sugar in it as well. Well, it's so interesting. I remember as a kid, I didn't drink water. I didn't bring a water bottle around with right. me because it just wasn't normal. We all drank juice, and yep. then people also brought soda to school, and that yeah. is to- it's totally changed since then. Now everyone brings a water bottle for good reason, and yeah, it's it's good changes. I think I'm all for this. It is good, and I think that. If you make your plate, I think this is why it, they released this graphic of the plate. Is that that's how your plate should look? Mm-hmm. A full half of it should be fruits and vegetables, and a quarter for protein, a quarter for grains. Hello, hi Jenny. This is Mickey, the dairy farmer. We would love to uh, hear about your thoughts as a dairy farmer with the new food guide. Yeah, so I, I'm very conflicted about it because you know there's two sides of me personally. One side is a very proud dairy farmer who loves cows, who loves producing milk in Canada, and is a huge advocate for dairy farmers in Canada. And that part of me is like, this sort of sucks, because I think a big part of the food guide is teaching kids, Canadian kids, how to eat healthily, right? And I think dairy should be a huge part of their diet, because there's so much evidence out there, a lot of research put into how dairy products um, improve kids' growth and um, you know, like recovery drinks and all that kind of stuff, right? So that's like, you know, my dairy side. And then there's, you know, the side of me that Victoria, Mickey. And <laughs> <laughs> that part of me is like, you know, it's not going to hurt for people to eat more like plant-based diets. Um, I really enjoy eating, you know, chickpeas and all that kind of sources of protein. And I get meat for free, you know, like, <laughs> but I still go out and, you know, I do make those choices to eat plant-based proteins because, you know, they make you feel good and they are good for you and all that kind of thing. So I feel very conflicted about it. Um, Having said that previously in the food guide, I would say dairy was maybe even a little bit overcompensated. Obviously, it was good for the dairy industry, but, um, you know, we were its own category. Right. (laughs) Right? So. So it could, what what would be like your ideal food guide then? um, Well, what, what they have now, I think is very appealing. Mm-hmm. And I think it is good. And uh, I, I think what they've done is really good to just make call it proteins. Um, my ideal food guide would probably include more uh, high fat dairy products. Yes. Yes. Right. Like they just talk about low fat yogurt, which I think is sort of like nothing. You know, they don't mention butter. Like how great is butter for you these days? You know? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, I agree because that's kind of like all that I hear as well from all kinds of nutritionists is that like these low fat things, yogurts, and even like the lesser percent f- uh, milk fats mm-hmm. and milk is like not as good for you as if you get, you know, like whole milk or even like dairy creamer and things that have more fats because what they lack in fat, they uh, include in sugar. Or other. Yeah. You know, and so you, it's like you know, it's better I don't know to have if I cream. I agree with that necessarily because, you know, if you're buying low fat yogurt with strawberry in it, it's going to have more sugar. But if you're just buying plain low fat yogurt, it's going to be lower fat. Right. Mm-hmm. But the animal fat in milk is good for you, right? And, you know, generally I have confidence in consumers, I would say. Right. That's what I was going to say. Is like, yeah, these people can put out all the pyramids or, uh, you know, divided plate graphics that they want, but nobody's going to convince 
so many people that cheese is not delicious. No. And so, you know, good for them if they want it. And yeah, I don't think it's really going to going to change people's diets already. Whatever's no. working for them, it's working for them. You yeah. know, they're not going to like, because they see that the food guide is different. They're not going to, you know, stop eating chips all of a sudden. You totally. know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, this yeah, was exactly. it. <laughs> now everyone sticks yeah. to this diet. So yeah. I think there still is some hope. And especially all those people like on keto right now, too, I think like... <laughs> They're, yeah. you know, not going to follow it completely. Yeah. They need the butter, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. They need that butter. <laughs> it's a nice little guide, but, pe- like, have we ever lived in a time where people think about what they eat more than right now? Like, yeah. people are already spending a lot of mental calories on what they're putting in their body. Yeah, and, and not only, like, what it is, but where it's coming from, right? And Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a dairy industry, I think that we do a good job of, of being open about that, about where, I mean, I always have been, you know, yeah. so. You know, yeah. I, I have confidence in that. And, you know, you have to be hopeful for the future because if you're not, what do you have, right? Yeah. Totally. You're a credit to your industry, Mickey, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're, you're fantastic. Thank you for calling in. All right. Thanks, you guys. Ooh, it's warm and beautiful today. It's slow. Holy. You're taking your jacket off. I'm, yeah. I'm wearing a scarf and a turtleneck and a jacket. What am I doing? You're dressed for winter. I am dressed for winter. There is no winter here. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry to all our friends and family across the country. My poor sister the other night. Yeah. She's like, uh, oh, it's pretty bad here in Thunder Bay. We're just like a lot of snow, uh, a lot of winter. It's really, really cold, minus 40 with the wind chill. I'm just like, sorry to hang out. I can't hear you. I'm just watering my crocuses too loudly. Yeah, it was like a rainforest jungle last night, though. Nice mild weather with a lot of rain. Yeah, Uh, I was reading this uh, thread that kind of got uh, me thinking about different jobs and and the cliches that we kind of like put on different jobs. Okay, Um, And I think that it's important for us to all share the cliches that you're just tired of hearing about your job. That way we can kind of like teach each other that like, okay, that's a common thing that I hear every single day. Maybe don't say this about my job. Mm -hmm. For example, we here at the radio station, we hear uh, a lot about like, you have a face for radio or you don't have a face for radio. Why are you not in TV? That sort of thing. The face for radio thing, <sighs> that cliche. Not Number one, I hate cliches, full stop. Mm-hmm. Any cliches. I hate when people talk in cliches. So number one, I hate it for that reason. But number two, whether you're saying it as like a, oh, you don't or you do, either way, you're just telling me that I'm ugly right to my face. Yeah. So fair warning now, if you ever say that to me again in any context, I'm going to either like Get physical with oh, you. Oh, don't get physical. Or okay, I'm just going to tell you to F off. Like, I'm going to use the F word. Or you just, can just say, oh, I haven't heard right that off. one before. That kind of thing. That's a bit of a cliche as well. So I'm just, I'm just oh, going to have true. a, I'm just going to have an F off chamber. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> you. Whoa. Okay, that's enough. I hate that when yeah. people say that to me. Yeah, it is frustrating. Um, but what about what you do? Are there any cliches attached to your job? You know, there's the one about the plumber. And the butt crack. Butt crack. Yeah, sure they are tired of that. Yeah. Hey, I've got a cliche for you. Yeah, what? (laughs) Well, I'm a server, and I swear, if I have to be picking up somebody's clean plate and have them be like, you can tell I hated it. Oh! Everybody thinks they're super original with that one. Or when I, I remember I was a cashier. <laughs> the classic thing was when something wasn't scanning, they'd be like, I guess it's for free then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good one. Oh, <laughs> What's your response? You must have a response ready to go because you get it so often. What do you say when people say, I hated that? Uh, I, it's just a fake laugh. That's all I can muster at this point. Soul-crushing laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Salvage I'm pretty sure that they can tip. Tell. 
I run a window and gutter cleaning business, and the biggest cliche I have is when I finish up a window, I always have that old guy saying, Oh, you missed a spot. <sighs> okay, buddy, thanks. Like, I haven't heard that one before, too, right? <laughs> Who are these people going through life when all they get are the fake laughs and the, like, <laughs> okay, that's what they must get there constantly. And how do they just continue through life being like, I'm doing great. I got to keep this persona up. Full blast, full steam ahead. This is my legacy. Uh, how about, hey, you did a great job. Thank you so much. That would be nice once in a while. Uh, how do these guys sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for letting me get that off my chest, oh, guys. Thank you. Anytime. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, just talk. Just talk. Yeah. You don't have to lean on you know, these uh, brutal things, these cliche, hacky little phrases and catchphrases, just so you can keep on barfing words out of your mouth. Yeah, be a little more creative than that. Or just shut up. Oh, yeah, that works too. That, look, at, yeah, I mean, you might think about listening to me on the radio like, God, this guy never shuts up. But like in real life, there's long extended periods minutes at a time that i don't talk uh well <laughs> i'm the one who sits in the studio with you but, no, but, but sometimes like out in like social situations yeah. I just, if i don't have anything to say I just keep quiet just go huh mm -hmm. and just kind of be quiet keep it cool yeah you had this genius uh observation today jen that uh, there's certain cliches that are very specific unfortunately to certain professions i got a young lady on the zone phone right now with a doozy so I'm a counselor and um, I cannot interact with, especially new people, um, and th they think that I'm analyzing them. <laughs> you're analyzing me, aren't you? Oh my gosh, oh. once they know that you're a counselor. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, I'm just trying to be a good friend. <laughs> no, I mean, I am analyzing. <laughs> <laughs> so the truth is out. <laughs> um, people pay really, really good money for a little bit of this professional analysis, you yeah. should say to them. like. I, I'm giving I you know. free wares here. You should be so grateful that I'm giving you some insight into your messed up life. <laughs> exactly. And yet somehow I'm still single. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe too much analysis. Maybe are you analyzing too much? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only silently analyzing. But yeah, that's a, that's a common one. <laughs> yeah, thank you for calling that in. I appreciate it. Bye. You know what today is? What's that? National Pie Day. 3.14? No, that's in uh, March. Then it's not <laughs> National Pie Day. But apparently today's National Pie Day. Check Twitter. I don't uh, do it. No, not, the official National Pie Day is 3.14. I, I agree with that, too, okay. and I think it's neat. No, that's just Pie Day. That's just to celebrate that mathematical reality or equation or whatever it is. Okay. I think, I think the pie people, like the mathematicians, would uh, thank us very much. To keep their mathematical equation away from the delicious mm. dessert. Oh, it's separate. Yeah, that makes sense. So today's pie like to eat pie day. <sighs> I love pie. What's bothering me right now about National Pie Day, though, oh, okay, is if you look on Twitter, you know who's trying to horn in on the pie day festivities is all these pizza places. So, like, uh, the first one I saw was Giordano's. That's my, uh, like, an unbelievable deep dish pizza place in Chicago. It, Unbelievable when I went there. My favorite thing I've ever done mm -hmm. was eat deep, deep, deep dish pizza at Giordano's. 
But you can't horn in on pie day. No, they have their own national pizza day. Pizza, they pizza have their yeah, own. of so, course. No, you can't say pizza pie day and get two days. Yeah, and then like all the chains, Pizza Hut is on here as well. We can all agree the best pie is a pizza pie. Mm-mm. Stop it. You get lots of love, pizza. This is dessert pies day. That's right. What's your favorite kind of pie? Cherry pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, cutie pie? You just pointed at me. Thank you. Sorry. Back at me. I'm, <laughs> I'm the cute one of this show. We all know that. No. Uh, bye. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that on the yeah. video? Oh, whoops. Whoops, so. You've already said it. Bye. Which uh, story do you want to part with today? Do you want to oh, our, our country ranking or our, uh, the, the beard bouquet? Oh, they all sound great. Really quick, each one. Um, they are now selling a thing called a beard bouquet, which are clip-on beard flowers, little roses that if you have a beard, mm-hmm. uh, you clip them on and then you look uh, fancy for Valentine's. Love that. How good is my beard these days, right? Good. Uh, you just need to grow it out a little bit more and then you'll be able to clip some roses on it. I'm trying really hard, but I did think I looked handsome today. Yeah, you did come into the door and say, look how handsome I am. Look at my beard, Jenny. Don't you think it's good? What, I am I going to say no? I did an Instagram. Okay. <laughs> I did an Instagram story today where the angle and the lighting was bad, and I was feeling kind of low on myself. I was oh, like, you look great. Oh, boy, not aging so well over there, plus, you know. But, you know, then I saw myself in another mirror, and I was like, oh, I'm a handsome dude. Lighting is everything. It's important now, the to other tell thing yourself quickly. that you're handsome if you're not feeling so good. Yeah. I tell myself I'm handsome all the time. You are a handsome woman. <laughs> Thank you. Now, um... There's a thing going around, best countries ranking, number three overall at Canada, mm-hmm. okay, after Switzerland and Japan, just uh, overall countries. Right. But in terms of quality of life, we ranked by these same metrics, number one. Yeah! We're number one. Quality of life. Do you agree with that? I do, but I've never lived anywhere else for Me that either. long of a time. Yeah, so I don't know. But sweet, I'll take it. I was in Australia for like a month, but God, they get so... The spiders are huge there. Yeah, we don't got that. Check the toilet before you sit down for a big spider. It's going to give you a pinch right on the tukus. Or That's a snake. Always, or a snake will come up and pinch you on the tukus as well. All right. Always with the tukus pinches Let's down in Australia. Out. The poisonous okay. tukus pinch. Let's get out of here now. Awesome. Good last stories. Paul, have a good night. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.